Welcome into the I-80 Club. It is National Fun League, the division round recap plus preview. Josh Peterson and Mike Schaefer of Husker 24-7 Sports with you again on this Sunday afternoon. Mr. Mike Schaefer, how are you today? I am uh, I'm, I'm okay. I hope to get through this without like one of those giant coughs uh, where it basically just sounds like I'm barking. Mm. So uh, if, if that can be avoided, that'd be good. Uh, beyond that, though, pretty fired up. Had uh, as I texted you yesterday, the the divisional round, which is my favorite two day stretch for sports. In the, uh, I like it more than March Madness. I like it more than everything. Uh, yes, favorite. Yeah. It, the playoffs have not been great so far, but last night the drama, all of it, the way that all played out, how I had seven hundred narratives attached to to either side of the result there just based on the fact that I'm just a professional hot take artist now yes. uh, with the NFL. Um, ah, it was amazing. But because I love this uh, this time so much, I usually smoke some meats and make some foods, and it, the weather's been terrible, so I have not smoked anything, didn't want to get the Blackstone, didn't want to have to, like, scoop to get to a covered deck to get the Blackstone taken care of, so didn't do that. So I just went to the slow cooker and made buffalo chicken last night, and now, after this is finished, I will go upstairs, and there will be buffalo chicken dip, because after we we made the buffalo chicken, set aside some of it for the dip, uh, it's going to be phenomenal. I just, the, just sitting at home, drinking, eating, watching football for usually, obviously very important games, usually pretty good games. Like, I feel yes. like we usually get at least one, like, all-timer yeah. um, from, from these sort of weekends, and I feel like it's going to be Bill's Chiefs. I think everybody thinks their has stopped the same thing. And uh, I was I was thrilled that we got a we got a good one last night. Yes. Nervous as hell, yes. but ultimately thrilled. Yeah, you know, it's funny cuz you just mentioned it Bill's Chiefs and we'll talk about the two games today and we'll we'll recap a little bit of what happened yesterday as well. But 2 years ago, you know, we had that incredible division round where Smoked. every game every game was one yeah. score. What did you smoke? What did you smoke? I, a I smoked years ago? a um I smoked like a pork butt, made the best pulled pork. I, I Pulled pork, for some reason, has been a challenge for me smoking. I've I've done well with other stuff, but I've never been, like, happy with the pulled pork. Yeah. Made the best one I've ever made. We smoked, like, this uh, homemade mac and cheese to go with it. We um, Shelby and I went through, like, three bottles of wine that night and uh, proceeded to get so drunk I forgot to put the meat away. <laughs> oh, no. I ruined all the leftovers. <laughs> Hey, but at least the games were good that weekend. The games so. were incredible. Yeah. I will never forget sitting like we had just moved into this house. Like yep, it was, yep. you know, I'm sitting there watching in just awe. And she's a Chiefs fan, and I obviously, you know, not a Chiefs yes. fan. Yes, uh, I guess would be the way to phrase it. Famously, yes, yes. I, not to the disdain of certainly other teams in the NFL, but yeah. um, really wanted a big Bills guy. Love the Bills. You and I, there are NFL yeah. Penn State. We love the Bills. It's and yeah, it's funny, so, man. I am, so I am, I am picking the Chiefs today. I think the Chiefs are going to win. I, I, and so maybe when I finally hop off the Bills bandwagon, that's when they they finally deliver for me. But uh, we talked about it plenty last week. We don't have to do the whole. They won yeah, in the yeah. cold and they threw the ball around. But you know, I did come away super impressed. Um, so yeah, if we if we get delivered you a class. Like the 13 seconds game uh, two years ago, then then we Probably. will be in in luck. Let's let's go to yesterday. Do you want to start with the good game, or do you want to get the the Texans Ravens one out of the way first? I, I mean, for me, like I, even though it the game wasn't like great, 
it it felt important for a variety of reasons, right? Like it it felt like Lamar needed to have a game like that. Yeah. It felt like the Ravens needed to prove that they could go and win in this iteration uh, against a, a Texans team that suddenly feels like they're going to be really important in the AFC. I, I don't remember if you were one of the people to get this like text that I had yesterday where I was basically just like, how many quarterbacks in the AFC would you take before you get to the first NFC quarterback you would take? No, you didn't ask me that. That's a great question. Yeah, it's it's a total sports radio show question. Um, but it's a lot. Yes. Like I we're at the point where maybe the best NFC quarterback is number eight or number nine on a list right now. So who do and you then, who who is who's the, the quick short list is obviously Mahomes. Well, I mean you go Allen, Mahomes, Allen, Jackson, Jackson. Uh, oh, throw Jackson. Joe Burrow in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah Joe Burrow. Uh, so, so C. right C. there, Stroud. you stop right there. Yeah, you have those four guys, and only one of them gets to play for a Super Bowl every year, and they're all in their prime. Yes, yes. And then you stop that, and you see yesterday, CJ Stroud has a Texans team in a divisional round game in his rookie season with a new head coach. So CJ Stroud is emerging in this whole thing as well. Yeah, uh, Trevor Lawrence has been in that position before. Yeah, um, I wouldn't put him above necessarily uh, Dak or or Purdy or whoever your top guy in the NFC is. But the idea to me is that all of these teams are going to be competing against each other in this freaking gauntlet of a conference where even the quarterbacks that you kind of like, ah, I don't know, to attack of a low is still a top 10. Yeah, pick. yeah, sure. Deshaun yeah. Watson's still a top 10 pick. yeah. I like what you said too, Shafe, where only one gets to represent the AFC. Only two get to make it to next weekend. You know, right. so it's like we have this, this, and, and I know that, you know, the, the whole. We love narratives and we love to be like, oh, look how much he loses in the playoffs. And yeah. look at this and look at that. And it's like, someone's got to yeah, lose. Look what you got to go through. And the amazing thing is, if you're every AFC team, you're like, man, we went through this with the Patriots and Peyton yeah. Manning. And what the hell do we have to do? And it's like Ben Roethlisberger and Joe Flacco yes, snuck exactly. in there in their own little moment. Yep. And and now it's it's just repeating itself. Meanwhile, in the NFC, it's like, uh, well, we we kind of like this guy, but oh my god, that pass he threw. Yeah. Or you know, you have people like me referring to the quarterback of maybe the best team in the NFL as the chicken of raisin canes. Yes. And Saturday did nothing to dispel that notion. No, it did not. When the sauce scored two really important touchdowns. The sauce you know? is that is that McCaffrey? Is, is yeah, McCaffrey I, think the sauce? I think it's McCaffrey. I mean, you could call him the bread too. I think those are the things that get the people most fired up yeah. about Canes. Um, and so it's just like you look at the NFC and it is just wide ass open. And it will be every year, which is why you, Josh Peterson, Cowboys fan, should at least feel fine that you have a nucleus of a team that's going to be competitive. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, I mean look, it's, it's a great, it's a great argument because I saw a Cowboys guy that I follow last night. tweeted like, wow, the NFC championship game is going to have some form of uh Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that was as soon as Jalen hurts and Dak Prescott went out last week. Yeah. That's as soon as like, I, I looked at that and it's like, when people tell me Kirk cousins, isn't good enough. I just, so Baker Mayfield and Jared Goff are, or Jordan love and, and, like it's and Brock Purdy are. I mean, it's it's just a it's a totally different sport. Yeah, and like you you have this unbelievable amount of great quarterbacks in one conference, and then over here you've got all of these guys that have the ability to in any given game spin it and look great. But we can't help ourselves to be like, well, 
I mean, look at this performance or look at, look at him against the blitz, look at him against, you know, an odd front, these sorts of things. And it's, it's just wild. Like it feels like the AFC is set up to be so much better than the NFC. And and that you're going to, you know, it's going to be like the nineties where you got through the NFC playoffs and it was like, all right, cool. Congrats to the Super Bowl champion, you know, NFC, NFC champion, because they had to go through the gauntlet. So what, what was your takeaway from that game? You know, I saw you had a little fun with, with our dear friend Jack Mitchell about the uh, the most exciting Texans team of all time, scoring zero offensive touchdowns yesterday. It's funny because you mentioned the narratives with Lamar, and there's a moment in this game where it's like, oh my gosh, are they going to do this again? They're just not playing very crisp. The punt return touchdown happens. It's suddenly a tie game. You can hear what the the, the noises of the stadium, and then they come out in the second half. They, they look go, like gangbusters. Oh, yeah, they go right down the field. Lamar scores a rushing touchdown, and that was his second touchdown in a day where he had. Four. So did, did you leave the game saying, wow, Lamar on that offense is great? Or were you like, holy shit, this defense, look at what they just did against the quarterback that we were crowning a week ago. It, it reminded me that the Ravens didn't play anybody the final week of the season and then were off last week. So they effectively had like a two week stretch to get back into football mode. Yep. And they didn't start off strong, but they left no doubt in their finish. So I, I think a lot of it was you could, if you if you need to explain it away, you could put it as rust. You could also just say the Texans played pretty. They played really well uh, defensively. They I thought they gave the Ravens some issues early on. Yes, um, but ultimately, the way that team is set up, Kurt Warner. I, I don't know if people follow him on Twitter. I Kurt Warner is one of those guys that I just love for whatever reason. I love him as an analyst. I loved him as a player. I love the story. I'm all in on Kurt Warner. Yeah. Um, he has a couple of really nice breakdowns of what the Ravens offense could do to, to people. And they, they clearly made some adjustments at halftime where they were looking at the quarters coverage of what uh, was happening with Houston. And it's like, okay, well, we can run these route concepts. We can take the safeties out entirely. And Lamar gets to read the middle linebacker and he can either throw if it's open on an out route, he can throw into double coverage, which he shouldn't. Or if the middle linebacker is hedging one side or the other, he could just run because they're just going upfield. There's no one protecting the the second level. Yeah. So it's Lamar versus one guy and Lamar gets eight yards head of steam. And so he, his, I think his long touchdown run, he, he's showing this and you're like, how do you, you know, you have to defend now against Zay Flowers in a way that you didn't when yep. it was Rashad Bateman and whatever bad wide receivers the Ravens have had. And then Isaiah likely is all of a sudden now just the next tight end star in the NFL. And Andrews might be back next week for the AFC right. championship game. They are it they're a tough matchup because you just have to defend them in a way that you don't the Chiefs. And it's not that Josh Allen and 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 Patrick Mahomes can't run the way that Lamar does, because it's it's times like Josh Allen runs with reckless abandon, and you're like, mm-hmm. Lamar is not Lamar is not going hundred percent here. And it's because I think he's just been a little more susceptible to those injuries. So he, he can't, yeah. uh, but it's just, it, it's fascinating. Like I, either the, the chiefs or the bills, I'm so excited for either of those teams. It's going to be a great championship I mean, we're, game. we're guaranteed a matchup that just seems awesome to me, no matter what. I love that. Yeah. So yeah. I, I thought a lot of yesterday was um, a lot about what the Ravens showed in their coaching staff and just the depth of their organization and they just they do this all the time. Like they don't always win in January, but it it felt like a good day for them to like put their chest out and thump it a little bit. And it doesn't mean they're going to make the Super Bowl. 
Yeah. Then my whole Lamar tweet yesterday wasn't mean. Doesn't mean he's going to win the Super Bowl. It's just like these narratives are dumb. They're good. Yep. Just yep. watch with your eyes and stop trying to like make Bill, you know, pull in look right or whatever you need to do. Yeah, like they're good. You can say Lamar's good. Yeah, it's fine. They're they're awesome. And you know, as as we get into the other game too, the the thing, and and this is probably you know my own bias watching my team last Sunday, but I came away very impressed with them and San Francisco to a degree, but in a different way for being able to take the early haymakers. Like I thought Houston came out really, really well. They they were chewing up clock. Obviously they have the punt return. Um, they're frustrating the Ravens offense. And, and like they threw everything at them. And Baltimore just kind of stood there and they took it and they come out of the half um, and they're able to just completely run away. Meanwhile, I mean, I guess it really wasn't catching the haymakers early and coming out in the second half well. I mean, it looked like Green Bay was going to win that game for large stretches of the night. And finally at the end, they're able to get, I think it was the last four Packers drives. It was like turnover on downs, punt, you know, a turnover itself and a missed field goal. I think and not in that exact order. Um, you know, and, and it's funny in a night where, as, as you call him, the chicken of, of raising canes where he, I mean, just really struggled. And, and, and I know that there's been a lot of conversation about the clock management of the, of the end of the first half. And I'll be honest, I didn't watch any of the Shanahan's press conference, so I have no idea what he said about it. But that looked like a coach who was coaching in a different way because he didn't think his quarterback could handle what he was trying to do in that exact moment. And it almost cost them the football game because they lead the, the first half with no points on a drive where they had the ball midfield with, what, three timeouts, right, Shafe? With, yeah. with a minute to go. And it's like, wow, how do you how do you not end up with, with any points in that situation? And so, I mean, for them to escape with the dub and to move on to the NFC Championship, certainly a, a less impressive victory than I think I mean, obviously you were hoping for, given you despise the Packers, but I think maybe a lot of people were hoping for, given the discourse that surrounded the 49ers throughout this year. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of fascinating things with the 49ers and close games in general. I mean, when they are trailing by more than, uh, was it three points? They were 1-37 in under Kyle Shanahan at that point in time, going into the fourth quarter. I think this was their second win in 39 and this is the first uh, time they've ever trailed by five points or more ever in, in the yeah. in the fourth quarter. So it's like, think about that. I mean, those margins yeah. are pretty crazy. Yeah. So it's just, it's, it's nuts to, uh, it, it's nuts. Like you, you just think they're so dominant and I, I'll spend a lot of time on the Packers. So I'll just go with the 49ers here. Yeah. Um, it, it felt like similar to similar to the Ravens that first half, they, they needed to sort of figure out what it is they wanted to do. They were taking on a team that Green Bay had so much confidence. They just, like, in both of these games, which is wild to me because I just don't know where it came from. Like, yeah. I don't – I don't. this version of the Packers didn't see it most of the year. And believe it or not, I watch a fair amount of the Packers because – They went down to the wire with the Panthers not even a month right. ago. Well, and I, I truly believe that they they benefited from Jaron Hall starting that first half. Like, I think they beat the Vikings either way. But I think they, like – they didn't look like world beaters, even though they dominated that game. They looked like they faced a guy who had no business being a starting quarterback for a half of football. So, um, it, you know, watching what they did to the Cowboys, like, okay, they just had a great day. Watching what they did for three quarters against the, the 49ers, it's like, no, they're good. Mm -hmm. And their offensive line looked good. Jordan Love yes. was rarely ever under pressure until at the very end. The literal last it, throw of the game. <laughs> right. And it, it feels like he kind of created that more in his mind than maybe it was right there in front of his face, which tough situation. Um, and then Aaron Jones, like maybe did we not think that Aaron Jones was it? I didn't think Aaron Jones was a big deal. I didn't think there's a huge difference between Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. Like 
I know that Aaron Jones is a more um, pass catching back, but I never like he looked young. He looked spry. I mean, he he was fantastic against the Cowboys, and then he was great against the 49ers. Yeah, and the 49ers rush defense, like we can talk about the the never allowing a hundred yard rusher when you're constantly winning games by a lot of points. You don't have teams running it. Sure, so yeah, they're going to throw one. That, you know, and then uh, the advanced metrics would point out that they're a bottom third rush defense. Uh, but a lot of that is more situational than it is anything else. So to just see Aaron Jones go nuts uh, was, I think, pretty fascinating because both Detroit and Tampa have running backs that I think could really hurt the 49ers uh, in the NFC Championship game. In addition to they, like all of these teams have weapons, they can all move the ball. And then the thing that just got me and for the Packers and the 49ers on Saturday, I mean, when Jordan Love was rolling, these guys were wide ass open. Dude, they there was were no, and it was the same open. way against Cowboys. Yeah. They were wide. Like Romeo Dobbs, I would love, I know there's statistics for this. I would love to know what the distance between him and the closest defender on all of these postseason catches is. Yeah, right. Because there are times where it's like, I mean, we're not talking about a window. We're talking about like the entire side of the house is just wide ass open, you know, yeah. like it's an easy throw. And um, whatever the Packers did with their offensive play calling in the final, you know, in these two playoff games, kudos to them. I mean, they look like shit earlier yeah. this year and yeah. I, their fans would, I know they'd admit it because they were and whatever they figured out. I mean, they're going to be really interesting next year um, because that, they look really tough to defend. I mean, they they look like the version of themselves from three, four years ago where it just looked like, you know, you, you're you going to have to beat them in a shootout to win the game mm-hmm. uh, because they just have weapons all over the field. And it's wild because it's not like Christian – they didn't even throw for that many yards. But, it, like, when they did, there was nobody there. Like, yep. nobody. It was yeah, nuts. The, obviously, LaFleur was, was in his bag over the last two weeks with some of his – um, play calling and, and I want to read a couple of comments uh, one one more granular and then one more big picture the granular one Josh this pack left so many points on the board and that's the thing you know it's 100% like, yeah they, are, they were the Rams yeah, I mean I yeah. felt like the Rams deserved to win last week yep, based on yep. they moved up and down the field and they kicked field goals yep the and, Packers moved up and down the field and those two first half field goals that didn't oh, become touchdowns and then the drive that ends with zero points so they get right. they get what they get inside the 15 three times and they end yeah. up with six points like obviously you can't have that and then uh, Riss, who is listening uh, from the other side of the wall, says, as an intense Aaron Rodgers hater, I'm very saddened by the Packers elimination last night. I know, obviously, you do not feel that that same way, shape, But as someone who has also, you know, participated in some Aaron uh, Rodgers schadenfreude, like, it, it, it was very funny because, you know, I think back to before the season, one of the things that I heard or read in, like, some preview or whatever was, like, that LaFleur had said, like, now we can finally, you know, do with what our offense like what we always wanted to do. And maybe this was something that was said like off the record or whatever, but I was just like, give me a break. Like, come on, you're, we're moving on from Aaron Rodgers, and it's now the offense can finally unlock itself. And, you know, I mean, perhaps it took 16, 17 weeks to do so. As Josh pointed out, they still lost to the Giants late in the season. They had the Carolina game that went down to the wire, but that offense leveled up, I think in a, in a really, in a, in a way that's going to make for next year where, you know, I, I think you're going to despise it because they're going to, Definitely, as, as Drew McGarry calls them, the Packers are the NFL's teacher's pet, and they will definitely get a lot of that, you know, hey, watch out for the Packers. The Packers are going to win the NFC North. The Packers are going to make the NFC Championship game. But you also do wonder, um, I mean, like, 
they had th- they had this chance. And, and as someone who watched Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott as rookies go to the playoffs and, and as a one seed, and everyone was like, "Hey, you'll run it back and you'll get him next year." Windows close insanely fast in this. That's league. my favorite part. That, yeah, that, so you wonder well, what's, what's next for them. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, think about it this way: we are talking about Lamar, we're talking about um, Josh Allen, we're talking about Patrick Mahomes. A couple years ago, they were right there to uh, to win a title. Didn't last year, right there to get back to the Super Bowl again. Didn't injury to Joe Burrow. He's now been knocked out of seasons on you know two out of four occasions. It can flip on you really fast. You can be right there in that moment. That's why I don't. The whole like we were playing with house money. It's total bullshit. Yes. And this is why. Like you as a sports fan, and this this maybe it's just me because every one of my teams falls into this category. If you get there and you are on the precipice of doing something remarkable and you don't do it, and the immediate thought is, well, they're young and they're going to have more opportunities. No, that's a like I don't want to say it's a losing mentality, but it's just not accurate. Like the amount of people who told me in 2016 that that was the greatest World Series they'd ever seen, which is bullshit. Then half the games weren't even good. Uh, the last game was incredible and in the worst possible ways, too. Yeah. Um, neither of those teams made it back to the World Series. Correct. They were absolutely freaking loaded. Yeah. I mean, and the Guardians, well, at least the, the Guardians Indians, they were the best team in baseball in 2017, didn't make it back. They had the 22 game win streak, didn't make it back. The Cubs had. Rizzo, Bryant, Schwarber, all of those pitchers never made it back. Yep. It's hard. And that's baseball where, you know, it's a meat grinder. In yep. the NFL, it's one and done. Yep. Aaron Rodgers never played another Super Bowl. So for a Packers fan to tell you, oh, it's house money, it's bullshit. There is no house money in the NFL. You either make the Super Bowl and you win it. Or you wonder if that was the year that you left get away until you ultimately win the thing. And mm-hmm. that's not to pick on Packers fans, even though I do love to do that. It's to say that any of these teams that don't finish with a win, you can't just be like, oh, it was a nice season. Yeah, everything's going to be fine. No, it, it does not work like that. How many great players have we seen have these sort of moments and then they don't get back there? Well, Something how about this happened. comment, Jay, from Josh Marino playing with House Money in 1984? Yeah. Dan Marino makes a Super Bowl in his second year as a starter, and everyone's like, oh, my gosh, this is the beginning of the greatest run ever. Never made it back. Never right. made it back to the Super Bowl. That's why I think you just have to celebrate the hell out of every one of these wins. That's why Chiefs fans, for as annoying as it is to the people and uh, for me in my life, like I have a, a really good friend that's a Chiefs fan who's just been texting nonstop about like how people aren't prepared for how Kansas City's just going to go massively over the top when Mahomes wins his first road playoff game and all these different things. And we've already seen on social media, you have the people that are doing the, you thought we were buried. We're not buried. We're going to bury you. I mean, things like that. Like, but that's the mentality, right? Like you don't get to the freaking summit. If you're like, oh, well, hey, I made it halfway up. I bet next time I get three quarters. Yeah. I bet next I time I get all the way to the top. No, I mean, it. I, I don't know if if you and uh, Marissa have watched this, but Shelby forced me to watch the, uh, the Kelsey documentary. And there's a scene in there. Both of these guys have Super Bowls, right? And they're yeah. playing each other for this. And it's for, you know, the second for Jason and the second for Travis. 
And as happy as Jason can be that Travis got that second Super Bowl, he's so insanely gutted. Yeah. And then the worst you know, moment of his life, probably. Yeah, he he has this remark where it's like he's talking about going into the, the 2023 season. And he's like, Travis said it after they lost to Tampa. You never feel more motivated in your life. Even though you've already won one, you now know what it's like to not have this, to have it taken away from you. You've been there and now it's gone. And now you want it more than anything in the world. I mean, that's basically what sports like. So it's just there is no like, oh, well, next year's our year. It's, you either do it or you don't. This is yeah. such a mentality that I have developed over time because I just watched whether it's the Vikings, Guardians, Nebraska basketball, pick whatever you want. I just don't believe that it continues over from year to year to year to year because yeah. it's never been my experience. It's either you're in that moment and you're the Kansas City Royals in 2015 and then they may never make the playoffs again. You know, and they got really lucky because 2014 didn't end up being like the the, the one end if. of the whole thing. Yeah. You yeah. know, they're one of the, the few weird success stories in that regard. Everybody else is just kind of like, I remember that time that uh, the the Titans made the Super Bowl and lost by a yard. Man, what if they would have won that? Yeah. You know hey, where they haven't been since? Yeah, speaking of the Titans, and, and we can get into the games today too, but G. Merle says, as a Titans fan, that's why I dropped 300 bucks to go to the AFC Championship game in 2020. Probably the only time I get to see them one win from the Super Bowl. Uh, Bigelow, too. Yeah, I, it, I thought they were going to win that game. <laughs> Jacob Bigelow says, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills being a Chiefs fan who isn't an insufferable douchebag about the Chiefs. Jacob, you are definitely few and far between, at least from the ones that we we hear from every day. I don't know day. that they're douchebags. I, it's just like, it's it's so tiresome because I just want someone else to, to be able to experience that. And they just, you know. The well, the thing that they dominant. want is, and, and like this is certainly playing a little like armchair psychologist, but I feel like there is a, we we want everyone to recognize us. And it's like, guys, you get the trophy. Like who cares what, what Schaefer and I think? And I'm as someone who says that, I feel like I am much more, generally positive about them compared to a lot of other people, at least locally, um, that that's not a Chiefs fan, given that, I, I don't know, for a variety of reasons. So it's, it's like, you get the trophy. It's like Don yeah. Paper. That's what the money is for. That's but what I, the party is for. Like, who cares? Yeah. Who cares what John Bishop says on the radio about you? I mean, putting Matt Stafford above him as the quarterback he trusts the most going into the playoffs was a lot. Well, yeah. Opinion. That's just Bishop being a troll. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean you, can, you can call that what it is. It, it is funny, though, because it's like, if you compliment a single other quarterback in the NFL... It's, well, to, what about our guy? To a certain level of Chiefs fan, they're like, well, how many rings does he have? Yeah, yeah. What's he done in the playoffs? Yeah. And it's like, man, you'd figure that they'd appreciate it more just given the, the years that they had. Let's let's save that game for uh, for last. Um, Lions, Bucks. So it's funny. There was a moment last night where I'm thinking, wow, Mike Schaefer, his least favorite team is going to make it to the NFC Championship game and again be one win away from the Super Bowl. And the team that I would say he has, and I'll say unfairly, unfairly picked on the most this year is also Got one win. They could have hosted the NFC Championship game. Of course, that team that I'm talking about is not the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It is the Detroit Lions, and that's the game that, that starts in about a half hour from now. Um, I, I did say unfairly. I think that you have. I think you have been overly harsh on this team. I get that they have their flaws. I do think that Tampa has a few extra flaws that Detroit does oh, not have. Um, they're flawed. Both of yeah, these teams are yeah. flawed. That's kind of why it could be really fun this afternoon. Yeah, I, I think this game. Like honestly, and maybe this is just me praying and hoping. 
I think we're going to have two really close games. Hope I think so. the latter game is going to be like the better football game, but that's because there are better quarterbacks involved in that game. Um, but I think that this is a a really fun one. I know you tweeted about uh, Levante David on Monday. There was the play he had. I think it was right before the safety where I think it was. Yeah, Swift. he tackled it. He set up the safety by that, the cutback. He looked like a human dart. Unreal. I think I, we watch running backs go one way and then cut back, and it's like the linebacker always takes the wrong angle. And even when I saw the replay, I'm like, I don't know how he makes his tackle. He he looks like he's taking the wrong angle, but he doesn't, and he makes a play. And uh, so you got two former Huskers in this game, right? Two, just two, him yep. and and, uh, and, and Trey, Trey Palmer, Palmer woke up pissed off. And, for yeah, so gamble. yeah, bet bet on an anytime touchdown for Trey Palmer today. Um, Those odds are terrible, by the way. What are what are the anytime odds for well, him today? The one that I saw or the couple I've seen listed are like plus 450. And it's like he is nominally the fourth receiver, fifth most likely scoring option for the Bucks, And it's only plus 450. And he has like, what, six touchdowns in his career? Five touchdowns in his yeah. career? They like must have it, saw the pissed off tweet. Well, it, it basically just no. Yeah. And so they're like, we're going to get a lot of volume on this, so we're not going to give you particularly great odds here. By the way, if you would want to do like first or second half, first half plus 3,000, second half plus 1,700 if you wanted just to do a little bit uh, more value in this one. Yeah. I, I think this I think this is going to be a really fun game. I think that we're going to see – I think we're going to see some silly plays. I mean, certainly your, your guy, Dan Campbell, I have to imagine that we're going to see some fourth down attempts, some fourth down conversions. I'm, here's my question. Like if we kind of put aside all of that type of stuff, what is Baker Mayfield able to do today? Because I'll be honest, I'm not surprised they beat the Eagles. I was genuinely surprised that he played as well as he did, given like how banged up he's looked. I mean, first of all, he was injured coming into that game. His ribs are messed up. His foot's messed up. Then he gets stepped on by one of his teammates uh, in the win over Philadelphia. I think he is the guy that is going to tell the story of this football game. Um, you know, whether Tampa Bay is able to get another win and move on to the NFC Championship, which is just insane. Or if, if Detroit's able to get to their first NFC Championship game since 1991. Yeah, I mean it. Uh, he looked good, though. I mean, he for a guy who looked absolutely terrible against the Saints and the Panthers in the previous two weeks against the Eagles, those passes had zip. I mean, they dropped multiple touchdown passes from him that were on the money early in that game against the Eagles. I I thought he looked really good. I mean, the the biggest thing is basically what is Tampa going to try to do to neutralize Aiden Hutchinson? I mean, we saw that the Eagles were able to get pressure. They had a couple of really. I think they were able to stay in the game sometimes because yes. they could get some of that pressure. Um, but in both of these situations for Detroit and for Tampa, it is how do you get that quarterback uncomfortable? And you may not have thought about this, Josh, but we have two games today that feature four first round quarterbacks. And we have one game that is one versus one. And it is not the one that is the marquee match. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> That's it wild. is the one of two guys on two entirely different teams that, uh, you know, they're and Baker's what, four teams removed from his first yeah. one. Sheesh. Wow. That's yep. crazy. You're right. Yeah. Yep. Four first rounders and the other guys are four top 10 picks. What right. What was, was Josh? I Allen think was, Mahomes was 10. Was okay. 10? And then I think Josh Allen was seven or eight. Seven. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have, yeah. Two number one draft picks. Well, wow, that's wild. Yeah. Aiden Hutchinson, man, that guy, I, I don't remember who it was. I heard someone say recently, like, it's not that he is, he's not a dirty player, but he really does you know, go right up to that line in terms of like uh, how the he- whole Lions team. Like that's their, they play like the Eagles did last year where they are going to make you call stuff on them. Yeah. Like they are going to fort like they are a very handsy defensive backfield. Yeah. Brian, I think it's Brian branch. That dude 
as I mean, watching him twice with the the Vikings, watching him in the playoffs last week against um, against the Rams, like the depending on the and I don't know, there's people who like study this stuff and tell you like which officiating crews are more likely to call these things. And, sure, but he is he has his hands over people all the time. I mean, I I felt like the the Lions were kind of fortunate in some instances with Puka and Cooper Cup where they did not get calls that you see receivers generally get, you know, throughout these contests, but that's just their mentality. That like, that's how they, I mean, the saints were that way when they won the super bowl, they give up big plays, but they also just are, you know, that sort of just real tough ass mentality. No big surprise. Dan Campbell has ties to, to Sean Payton. The Broncos play that way right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's just a mentality that some of these teams play with in the NFL. And I think, I think Hutchinson embodies that. And I don't, I don't really have any problem with it. It's just one of those things where when you watch your team get mugged and you're like, well, what the hell, you know? Yeah. And if you're, if you're the Rams and Demarcus Robinson's getting taken out while the ball's in the air, like there's, you know, that's, it's difficult, but it's in a lot of ways, you know, I, I said this about Michigan during the national championship game. They made the people whose job it is to enforce the rules, enforce the rules, both on the field, off the field. That's yeah. what Detroit's doing too. Yeah. And I think, you know, Tampa, they're going to, if they get some calls early and Mike Evans is pretty good at getting calls. He's also pretty good at pushing off. So if they let him play, I mean, it could work both ways. Um, that that'll be really interesting with that. I, I think both defenses are ripe for big plays one way or the other. Like I wouldn't be surprised if we get a pick six fumble return for a touchdown. Wouldn't be surprised if there's a 70 yard touchdown pass against yeah. either of these defenses. Some boomer bust type stuff for sure. And that's why I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Like I think, you know, you don't really see track meets in the NFL, but you could have like this sort of five minute sequence where three touchdowns get scored because of weird things that happen with these two teams involved. I, I'm really excited about today. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. Who, who wins that game? Uh, I, I mean, I think both of these are, are coin flips. I'm going with uh, Tampa and uh, obviously for a variety of like non, um, you know, unbiased reasons. One. I really think we're going to see whenever Tampa loses, I think it's Levante David's last game. So uh, I would love to see him get at least one more. And, you know, so you start there. Obviously, I'm down on the Lions relative to everyone else. I can point you in the direction of their schedule and the teams that they have beaten. And they beat Tampa earlier this Mm -hmm. year, and they handled them um, too. So it wasn't like it was like a three-point win that could have went either way. But I think Tampa's playing pretty well right now. I think Todd Bowles is going to blitz the hell out of Jared Goff. And if Jared Goff does not have a particularly strong game, I don't see how Detroit wins. I, I think, like, he has to play. I think he has to play the same way with, with you know, Tampa, too. But I, uh, I'm i I'm buying in on, on Baker Mayfield yet again. And uh, buying in a little bit more on I like the Bucks defense and their pressure that we saw them get with against Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. I think they can do that again against Detroit a little bit more consistently than what we'll see from Detroit's defense. But I think it's a real coin flip. I mean, I wouldn't shock either way for either result. All right. So I like I like the Lions or differing there. I already tipped my hand that I I like the Chiefs in the later game. Um I don't remember if we're in agreement or not. I, I think that this is, you know, it's, it's the same thing for me. I like I can make the case for either team. Seriously. I, to me, the X factor in this game is Isaiah Pacheco. He didn't play the first two times these teams played. You know, you, you talked about how Andy Reid said that they weren't just going to run the ball when it was cold. Yeah. I would bet you they're going to run the ball a lot more against the Buffalo's defense that seems susceptible to that. But they also have some guys missing in their back end, too. So 
Um, you know, if, if Valdez Scantling can find his fingers and his hands and make one catch uh, down the field, they could get a big play that way. Rasheed Rice has really come on strong. Dude, he's been um, awesome. But there's something about the Buffalo resurgence, and I felt it even when they lost to the Eagles. Um, you know, I, I think I sent you a text around that time where it's like, I'm, I'm still in on this team when everybody else is jumping out. Like, there's, yep. there's just something about them. Um, and I, I think it shows up again on on Sunday night. And they for for all of the like, oh, you know, 13 seconds and the last time they played in the AFC championship game, it was just they got blitzed by the Chiefs. They're not unaware of that Kansas City team. They played every year. They, they, they played, played them, they beat year. them in the regular season yeah. the last two years. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. I don't think there's any like lack of respect. Um, but I think it's like we feel like we're your equal and we need to go prove that. That's and the so and I that's think, the thing. They have to I think do they it. come in with the little extra chip. Uh, then the Kansas City, nobody believes in us when we all think that you're still really good. Yeah. Chip. So. Yeah, it's funny that so the game from the regular season, you know, obviously remembered for the the offsides on Tony and and them losing that game. So it was on though, but at one point, an incredible play though. Yeah, and so it's on in the studio the other day, and um, at one point the standings show up, and that was the low point for the Bills. They were in eleventh place in the AFC, eleventh yeah. place, and they just lost to the Eagles on that really stupid Gabe Davis ran the wrong route. Play. Correct, correct. And then they had their bye week, and they come out of that, and and since then they have not lost a football. Ball game. They, they lost to the Broncos just before because oh, they had twelve men on the field. Correct, yeah. and that was when they that was when they fired Ken Dorsey and they make yep. the change at offensive coordinator. And so I think what you just said, I think is spot on. Um, I think that they believe that they can beat them. They just have, have to actually go prove it. I, you know, for all of the Mahomes first road playoff game, I'm with Josh. He says all the games have been in KC. Excited for a new venue. I'm just excited for this game in the playoffs to have a different look about it like the, I, I care about that type of stuff I'm in, I, I'm excited to watch Bill's fans reacting right. positively to their team it's not so much like like I don't give a shit that, that Mahomes is going on the road in terms of like that's not really playing into why I think the Chiefs would win or lose right um, I I'm agree. just excited to have a different backdrop to the affair and I think that you know I, I think you're right I think running the ball I think would be more important in this game I would also say this you know that the Chiefs dominated Miami to such a degree that the drops ended up not mattering but Kelsey had a couple of drops last week and so you wonder um, if, if that were to happen in this one, how would that affect things? There's been plenty of discourse surrounding the Chiefs and dropping passes this year, so that's not anything new on my end to bring it up. But I do I do wonder about that. I wonder about Rashi Rice and how he is playing because, I mean, he's coming on very strong, but it's also now this is more games that he's ever played in a season probably in his entire life, right? We're in the uh, end of January. So how does that play out? And, you know, what do we see from Josh Allen? It's funny. We, we didn't even, or maybe we mentioned it in passing, but that, that last interception from Jordan Love, hero ball, throws it. There's 349ers around him. What, what, what Josh Allen do we see today? I mean, he's obviously going to be aggressive, but does he pick his spots? You know, because if, if it's one of those Josh Allen, a couple turnovers early, it's like, uh oh, you know, this, I know which way this game is going. So I'm curious to see, you know, what version of Josh Allen shows up in this one. Yeah. I'm also really fascinated which Bills step up to help him out, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, as probably one of the like 10 remaining Vikings fans that still loves Stefan Diggs, like he was on the team. I have to say he's largely disappeared for most of this uh, stretch. Even when they've been playing well, it's not like Diggs has been a big part of it and they're going to need him tonight. And they're going to need, uh, they're going to need Dalton Kincaid and they're going to need, I mean, he's, he's another one of these tight ends where you're like, damn, that guy's going to be really good. You just yeah. know. And they're going to need Dawson Knox and James Cook. And so I'm I'm going to be really interested, like how because this Chiefs defense, like they're, it's weird because they have the best quarterback in the NFL, but 
their defense is the best part of their team, right? Yep. Like, is there is there anyone that would argue that? Like, that you know, the Chiefs listeners right now, or uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it feels like if you don't immediately give Mahomes all of the credit all the time, it's hard. But like, their defense and Chris Jones and Karloftis and some of those guys they have in the secondary, McDuffie. I mean, they're good and they're tough and they've been battle tested. And nothing that Baltimore or nothing you know, Baltimore, but nothing that that Buffalo throws at them is going to shock them or surprise them. So I feel like if Kansas City wins this game, it's it's going to be because they just bottle up Josh Allen. Like he's just even if he doesn't necessarily turn it over, it's so hard for we we see it. You know, we've seen it with Lamar. We've seen it with some other quarterbacks. Like you you got to have these other pieces sometimes that that help you out. And if James Cook can't have a big game, if Stephon Diggs has six catches for 45 yards, it's just going to be really hard to draw the blueprint unless the Bills can win like a 16-14 kind of game. And I think we're going to get points tonight. I don't know yeah. why. I don't think a lot of points, like in the 20s. But that means some guys on offense have to step up for Buffalo. I think they will. Uh, but as I talk, my as we talk through this game, I also find myself just thinking, is maybe the best single unit on the field like, the Chiefs defense, you know, of these of these four things, like it's the Chiefs defense better than the Chiefs offense, the Bills defense and the Bills offense. The answer might just be yes. And that might be just why they win. And I was going to say, if it, if it plays that way, then then, yeah, that could put them over the top. One more for you on this one, then um, 20 to 17. That was the score of the regular season game. You think more more than that, then more. Yeah, than that? put me down for like a 24, 21 kind of game. Okay. And then you're like on that. you're on the Bills. I'm going to go with the Bills, but like I okay. said, I, I would not be surprised by either of these results. I'm excited Agreed. for the potential of any of these remaining uh, conference championship games. I like that the one seeds have continued on because I, I like the visual of, for whatever reason, I like when San Francisco's at home in the Bay. I like that it was rainy and kind of like crappy because it, it added to it a little bit. I love what it looked like in Baltimore for that game. Yes. Everyone just kind of looked miserable. But that's playoff football, and that's what Baltimore builds itself for, too. And so the fact that whoever it wins... loud, too, man. They yeah, caused they a, a lot fanbase. of mistakes. Yeah. I, I feel like they're... I sent you the text. I think they're an underrated, weird fan base, but uh, it seems like Baltimore has a great one. So... Yep. Uh, and I love the idea of either Allen or Mahomes having to go into Baltimore to then get to the Super Bowl. Allen for the narrative. Mahomes to just cement some legacy. Like, you know, and then Lamar also has his own narrative. Like, it's just... It's so great. This has played out perfect. And to take nothing away from Jack Mitchell's Texans, who are going to be fun endlessly forever. Yes. It's so much better that Baltimore won yesterday. By far. Couldn't agree more because it it makes next week full of a lot of intrigue, whereas no offense to Texans, I would have picked against them again, even though I would have been proven wrong yesterday. And And now I don't know what I'm going to do. I could see the Ravens winning. I could see the Bills winning. I could see the Chiefs winning. And I think that's the the most fun part about the AFC playoffs is no matter what happens today, I think we're in for a treat next week. Uh, So my question to you in the AFC title game, what were you going to say? My my question to you as a, as a guy who largely has politely pushed back every time I've been like, yeah, the 49ers aren't a juggernaut. Mm-hmm. Do you are you just put in marker? Is it Sharpie with no. these these other two teams? No, I I think the four, I will pick the 49ers regardless of who they play. Um, Brock Purdy was not very good yesterday, and I, I like. There's a part of me that's like, do we give him a little grace for the weather? And I just looked at the extended forecast. It's supposed to be a nice day in the Bay uh, on Sunday night. Um, that said, like 
He also was not very good against Dallas last year in the divisional round. He struggled in the first half last year against Seattle in the first round. Um, and then he got injured, you know, five plays into the NFC championship game. So uh, I, I still love the pieces on offense. I will say this. We, I don't think we've said the name Debo Samuel, and he missed the majority of last yep. night's game, and obviously that was a large part, I think, in what happened. So, no, I will pick the 49ers, but I'm definitely not – like I know you don't like when people read your text uh, in, in the real world, but you had a yeah. very funny text to me yesterday about, like, I, I all year <laughs> long I've been saying the 49ers are, like, super gettable, and now it might happen against the Packers. And it just made me laugh so hard because you were very close to getting proven right, but in the absolute worst way imaginable yeah. for yourself. So, yeah, I'll pick the 49ers regardless of if they play the Bucks or the Lions. I think they'll play the Lions. Um, I feel like if the Chiefs win, I'm going to pick the Chiefs. If the Bills win, I don't know. I have no idea what I would do if it was Ravens-Bills. Give me... Okay, so there's only so many possibilities left. Give me your least Rankings? favorite possible Super Bowl matchup. Oh, least favorite possible. Uh Bucks. Bucks Chiefs. Okay. I don't I don't I don't Lions, Lions Chiefs and Bucks Chiefs. I mean, yeah. so in that order. Yeah. I I go Bucks Chiefs. Um but for me it would be Bucks Bucks Chiefs, Bucks Ravens, Bucks Bills in any shape or form. And then I'm trying yeah, to Yeah, why do you hate the Nebraska players on the Bucks so much? <laughs> I just don't like I actually them. don't understand why you, like cuz when I put out I've my I never like, liked the Bucks. I don't get it. What what's the the rationale here? Uh early 2000s. You hated them when Brady went there and I was yeah. trying to tell you how much fun it was going to be and you're yeah. like this is going to suck. I yeah. hate it. They're going to suck. I'm still upset about the, the early 2000s. I didn't like 2002. Um I I didn't like I didn't like that team. I didn't like I've never been a Bucks fan. Yeah, I always rooted against the Bucks. They they're sneakily one of my least favorite teams in the NFL. That's amazing. Yeah, I don't know why, but I just <laughs> can't stand. I don't like I don't the visuals of their stadium. I don't think they have a fun crowd. They don't oh, have a good man. atmosphere. Go I Lions. Shelby, I was like I kind of want to go to Raymond James Stadium. I yeah. want to see him fire the cannons. The new sombrero, as Chris Berman would call it. Yeah. No, I'm out on that one. This is amazing. Why? This is, I feel like we're uncovering some real stuff here. Yeah. And it's funny. They've never really done anything against the Cowboys. Like, I have right, no drama yeah. against them. It's just, yeah, I, I, I can live without them. I feel like most of the teams that I hate have some relation to the, to the Vikings, like the, yeah. you know, out of division, especially the, the Saints Bucks did beat the 98 Vikings. They, they caused their long yeah. regular season loss. It's, Maybe you should it's hate them too. Weird. They were in that division, you know, obviously in the, the NFC Central. Central. Yeah. And I never, like, I didn't, I obviously didn't really care for him. I didn't, I didn't want success. I didn't like Warren Sapp. That was a, that was a part of it. Yeah. Um, but they always had guys that I was like, oh, I like Michael Stutt. Yeah. I like work done. John Lynch. I, I talked myself into Sean King being a thing. Sean King. See, um, they, that was like at the era of the really fun Rams teams, and they would beat the Rams sometimes. And I didn't yeah. like one of my most favorite, most memorable Monday night football games ever was Christmas break, I think in 2002. And the Rams and the and the Bucks played in an incredible Monday night football game. Back and forth. The Bucks won. I was very upset. Um, so yeah, maybe it's maybe it's that. Maybe it's my random Rams love. From the early two thousands, when the Cowboys sucked, and I rooted for Kurt Warner to win Super Bowls. I feel like the only time I was really not like particularly high on the, I never liked John Gruden. I've never liked John Gruden. Same. Um, so that version of things was probably the low point for me with the Bucks. Uh, but the yeah, it, it, Levante winning another Super Bowl would be amazing. But yeah, it's it's definitely um, Lions, Chiefs, Bucks, Chiefs, and then after that, like. If you gave me Lions Bills, I think that'd be pretty cool because someone's winning their first Super Bowl. Like that's that's a really awesome thing to me in a way. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, you don't get a lot of that. 
in sports anymore because it's rare for two teams that have never won a title to then compete for one because it's rare for that many teams to even be left. So I think that one would be really good. Um, I don't, it's weird because they're good, but we saw it in the regular season. We saw it the last time the Ravens won the Super Bowl. The Ravens 49ers doesn't excite me the way 49ers bills or even I think I'd take 49ers chiefs over that. Yeah. Um, it's odd. There's also just a lot of rematch potential in all of these games too. Yes. Yeah, there, there is. Yeah. And I think we talked about it at some point, like the bills, they, the, the two teams that they kind of avoided this year in, you know, when they went against the gauntlet um, and obviously Cowboys and Eagles didn't really turn into a gauntlet, but they avoided the 49ers and they avoided the Ravens. And so there's a world where they get to play both of those teams. Yeah. All right. Um, so the game starts in a few minutes. So we'll uh, we'll say goodbye. I did want to read this comment before we left, though, from uh, Brendan, because I appreciate it. It says, National Fun League, best NFL pregame show, easy. Brendan, we appreciate your uh, your kind words. I know we need to get nine more people with computers sitting around in a circle. Yeah, go go uh, rate, review, and subscribe, as they say. Uh, I think we'll be back next week. We got to figure out scheduling stuff. I know that I would would be unable to do a pregame show, so if we're going to do something, we'd have to do post. So we'll figure that out with Shafe's uh, very busy life as they're about to enter or welcome a new person into the world. Uh, Shafe, what what can people do? I know it's been a busy weekend for Nebraska. What do you got to plug? Yeah, I mean, be sure to stop by Husker 24-7 if you're interested in any of the recruiting stuff. Uh, Obviously, we have our own podcasts that go up throughout the week. Uh, We have a Tuesday basketball one, usually Wednesday for football. Um, You know, that's that's the extent of it. Just just enjoy the NFL. You know, stay home today or go to the sports park. Go wherever you want to watch. Just watch the games. Enjoy the NFL. It's great. G. Merle says Hoopscast is great. There you go. There you go. Hoopscast. All right, uh, we will be back on Wednesday for our usual show. Uh, So we hope to see you Wednesday night. Enjoy the games today, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us here on another edition of National Fun League. Goodbye.